listening to the Batman Universe Commentaries, brought to you by thebatmanuniverse.net. Join the staff of the Batman Universe as we watch another exciting incarnation of the Cape Crusader from his extensive media library. Hello everyone, welcome to the Batman Universe Animated Commentaries. We are bringing you, this time, Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. And we are bringing you, actually, the uncut version, which has one extra minute in it. So make sure if you're trying to link up, you uh, link up with the uncut version. As there is a few changes that we'll talk about as we go through uh, that appear within the uncut version that were not in the original version. So today I have with me... This is Nick. And this is Zach. And uh, let's get started. So, on my mark, I uh, will hit play, and we'll start off with the very beginning of the movie. In three, two, one. Good old Bugs Bunny. What's interesting about this opening is it almost seems as if it was a animated episode. It doesn't even seem as if it was a movie, but I mean the overall feel of the entire film actually feels like a movie. I think the uh, animation quality actually looks quite impressive in this uh, this opening sequence. Um, it does look a little bit better to me than the uh, show did, but. Um yeah, so yeah, it's a pretty cool start. Yeah, I always notice that, but one thing that is going to be a continuing theme that I have a strong dislike for is the music in this movie. Don't like the uh, rock music and air guitars and stuff? No, we'll get further into that. That's Sabrina the Teenage Witch doing the voice of the uh, Dee Dee Twins. Oh, I used to, used to quite like that show. Uh, yeah. What did you guys think of these uh, Joker's henchmen? Well, I find them quite interesting because if you look at them, some of them are somewhat based off of other characters from Batman's past as far as the guy who ha- who carries around the jack-o'-lantern reminds me of Scarecrow. Then we've got Dee Dee and Dee Dee, which is, well, as we find out later in the movie, related to Harley Quinn. And then we have the the creature who looks like a giant hyena, which is a you know nod to not only the hyenas that Harley Quinn had, but also, in my opinion, Man Bat because it's a creature that's a man and beast at the same time. And and any relevance for the chubby guy? <laughs> the two the t- the one chubby guy and then the the bigger guy remind me of. Uh, Punch and Judy, which I I well they they were only in the comics for a very short amount of time, but they did have a little bigger roles in the TV series The Batman as the Joker's main henchmen. But I I don't think directly that these people are related. I always just thought the chubby guy was really funny in an all pink outfit. It looks great. He <laughs> yeah, looks like he just got out of bed. Yeah. <laughs> 
And so, what what do we think of uh, Terry McGuinness then? I think Terry McGuinness. I, I mean, I always liked this show. I well, I shouldn't say that. I, I liked the show after it actually was already over with, and I got into it then, and I thought this is actually pretty interesting. I like the idea of bringing the different elements from Batman's past. Or, in other words, bringing the future of Batman into the com- or into the into the animated universe and giving us like some stories of what happened to people from Batman's past. Yeah, the one thing I always really liked about him was that he was always quick to spit out the catchy one-liner. And true. So, I, yeah, he was he was very was different. Great. He was very different to Bruce Wayne, but I still found him very likable. He was a bit more like Dick Grayson, I think. Yeah. I think even more light spirited, spirited than than Dick in a lot of ways, and I think the Bruce being a part of the show I think really helps his character out a lot. Yeah, because it makes it so that you know someone can be the lighthearted one, but then there's still somebody the serious one, and as always, of course, it's got to be Bruce Wayne, right? Now there was a couple differences in that opening scene during the fights um, between. The edited and unedited, there was, uh, in the original version that was released, there was a bunch of actual punches and stuff that was that were cut out that were obviously added back in for this version. And that was due to a lot of the... The whole reason why this happened and there was an edited version was because this movie was released uh, during... Right around the Columbine High School incident. For those of you who don't know, there was a shooting... That happened in Colorado, and there was a lot of violence. There, there was talk that the reason why it happened was because of violence in movies and TV and video games. So they edited it to take out some of the things that happened in the sh- in the film, so it was less violent. I, I didn't realize that actually had an effect on this film, um, but that's very interesting. Something I just learned recently is that the role of is his name Bonk. I think so. Yeah, was is actually the voice. The voice actor is actually the Henry Rollins, the Black Flag Henry Rollins, which I I don't recognize the voice at all. But I think Gotham looks really great in this uh, in this film. Actually, I think. In, the, in this film, more so than the series, I think it really looks fantastic in the background. Mm-hmm. And the person who does the voice of Ghoul, which is the guy I was talking about, looks like the Joker, uh, looks like Scarecrow, is actually the, vo- vo- uh, the voice of Michael Rosenbaum, which played Lex Luthor in Smallville. There's actually a, a funny story behind why he his voice sounds the way it does. It sounds like Christopher Walken. Well, that's actually... He came into the studio, I guess, one day doing a Christopher Walken impression, and they decided to use it for the film. (laughs) And there are some lines that he says where I just totally could see Christopher Walken saying, and uh, I think think it's great. Um, But listening to him, you would not make the connection that it was Michael Rosenbaum. So it's this guitar, is it, that you don't like, Zach? No, it's not so much the guitar. It's it's when, <laughs> it's when we start to get into the uh, the club scenes and um, oh yeah, there there were a lot of those, weren't there? Th- there's a particular scene that I that I'm sure once as we watch 
that the background music completely ruins the mood. I think it's uh, when they first introduced the Joker. There's this weird background techno music going on that just. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Completely yeah. does not fit in, and I never got that. But good old Christopher Carter doing the music. He was doing music for DC Comic Films way back in the early 2000s. Is he still doing it now for most of the uh, direct-to-DVD uh, films? He hasn't uh, in a while. Seems like the new guy's been Christopher Drake yeah. for, for the last yeah, that's who I'm. That's who I'm confusing it with. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't really mention what I thought about Terry McGuinness, but... Um, I I really enjoyed him. I thought he was a lot like Dick Grayson. I'm quite excited that they're introducing it into the comics and it's making it sort of official because I always liked that potential future. Um, so I'm pretty happy about that and I'm glad Batman Beyond is sort of still alive. Yeah, because I, I really think it is a, a great concept. I think I think the concept is better than what the show presented it as but I, th- I thought the show is pretty good and I love the, the way that they introduce they introduce Bruce Wayne here with this battering still got it Ace the Bat Hound I, I like that they included Ace just because you know Ace was in the comics way back in the days, and to bring him in, it made more sense when Bruce is older to have Ace. It makes more sense. I just thought that was a nice inclusion. Right. There's a there's a shot. Of, now, Paul Dini apparently has a cameo at some point in the opening of this movie. And I've never been able to find it, but the only thing that I've been able to discover is this guy with the glasses behind Bruce. Is that Paul Dini? I mean, it kind of I, looks like him. I mean, I, I'm highly <laughs> doubtful on that one. Well, he's he's been working out that Paul Dini had been. <laughs> yeah, slightly flattering. Yeah. And this is Mark Hamill, isn't it? Yeah, which is... I think it's really interesting that I never noticed that this was Mark Hamill's voice until I, I read somewhere. Um, but I feel like they use the Jordan Price character as like a to throw people off off the scent because he looks resembles kind of the face the face of the Joker in this movie. Now this is the, one of the, the term most, is uh, the term is red herring. Yeah. The this is one of the most uncomfortable moments for me in the movie. That close up of him talking to the camera. <laughs> it's it's just. It's just really odd. I always find it funny how uh, Bruce is always saying stuff like, well, who sleeps anymore? Bruce, the guy who was out all night long and did nothing but sleep during the day. And uh, Terry doesn't have that uh, luxury because he has to go to school during the day. Right. Now here comes here comes the the terrible club music. 
and she says it's a great song at some point here. I don't know what she's talking about. Can't wait to get nightclubs like this in the future. <laughs> the big, big lava lamps. I didn't. And uh, yeah, the guys seem to dance in a very strange way. Yeah, I was going to refrain from saying anything about that, but <laughs> since you brought it up. It's funny how the people in the background just keep doing the same motion over yeah. and over again. Like the guy over his, his left shoulder, or his right shoulder. He, it looks like he's trying to climb a rope or something. I don't know what he's doing. He's still doing that move. He's really into that. <laughs> or the girl's hair just perfectly waves back and forth, back right, and forth. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's all about the hips with those guys, I think. Yeah, yeah. How many nightclubs have you guys been to where they serve coffee? Uh, well, if you go to a bar, they'll yeah. serve they'll serve coffee. I'd rather not get into my nightclub experiences. <laughs> this is where you start thinking to yourself, "Wow, the Joker is really back." Yeah, they they definitely convinced me there, and that actually really, I was really angry with that. Like, I I don't know, it, I I just never really liked the idea of of what this the use of the Joker in this movie. I, I I like a lot of the other things, but it just kind of bothers me, I guess. But we were never really told what happened to him at the end of the animated series. Right. right. Or, or were we? Did they mention in Batman Beyond, like the TV show, what what happened to him? No, because Terry doesn't even know about him as as this movie goes on. He he was not Bruce never told him about the Joker. He knew about all of his other villains, but Now was this cut out of uh, the original film? That uh the 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 part where he's gassed and he falls over, that was that was cut out. Uh, here's your music, Zach. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I always found it weird. Like, when I first saw this movie, obviously I had no idea what was going on as far as why the Joker is suddenly back. But I found it kind of strange how he was, his hair was so short. And all in black as well. Yeah. Very strange yeah. look for him. No, there's some great Mark, Christopher, Mark Walk, Christopher Walken right there for you. <laughs> I I just don't get all these close-ups on the face. I mean, it. 
Now, are those like white T-shirts with like a tie on the T-shirt? Like, there's no, <laughs> there's no collar. It's, <laughs> it's the future. I guess so. Haven't you seen uh, Back to the Future where they wear two ties instead of just one? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bruce Wayne looks like he has black eyes. Yeah. Like someone punched him in the face. What what differences do you think Kevin Conroy has made to his voice with this older Bruce? Is it just a little bit deeper or a bit slower? It definitely sounds slightly different. I, th- I think it sounds more rough. There's Paul Dini again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, why do they call security and then security doesn't call the cops before they run out after? I don't know. Hey, look out! It's Christopher Walken and the chubby guy. (laughs) Yeah. In his pajamas. Pretty awesome moment here. Yeah, I love the eyes. Then you also, when you find out the Joker knows who Batman is too, that's pretty exciting. Well, we find out later why he knows who Bruce Wayne is. Right. Yeah, it's just an interesting mystery that you hope to find out. It's amazing how this one can be carried by one device, but the other one had to be carried by three. Right. It's all classic, classic Joker vehicle. Yeah. Well, I'm always interested that some vehicles have wheels and other ones don't. So there's there's a, a mix. I thought once the wheels were no longer needed that they would just not drive around in wheeled vehicles anymore. It's amazing with all those explosions, Batman only has to save two people. Right. I think this is a very vintage Batman moment, you know. True. Save the, yeah. the, the two people instead of going after the villains.
You always gotta... The one thing I always found amusing was the facial expressions they give Terry McGinnis. He has far more facial expressions than than uh, Bruce Wayne did as Batman. Okay, so here's another part where it was uh, changed for the edited version. In the edited version, uh, Terry and Bruce were, were digitally... They digitally had seatbelts added onto them. No way, really? Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not joking. Got to tell those kids to buckle up. I, I like that entire scene because it's like, okay, who is that? <laughs> yeah. Ah, now, yes. Here's an interesting uh, development with uh, Barbara Gordon not just walking around, but also as commissioner of police. Yeah. The one thing that I think was never explained was why in the animated universe can she be can she walk? Did that whole never happen with the Joker? Well, based on what happens in this movie, there's no way it would have ever happened, but... I assume that was the case. They just thought, you know, that's a pretty dark uh, route to go down for an animated show. But uh, I quite like her as the head of police. I think that's quite an interesting idea. And I thought it was pretty good in the uh, show when you had Barbara trying to stop Bruce from doing his thing. Who is that? It's amazing how after all these years... Batcave is still pretty similar. You think you would have had some tech ID or you know tech upgrades? But the funny thing is, despite the fact that uh, he's heard about all of the other villains, they never really talked about the other villains and what eventually happened to them. No, I think um, it was a strange balance of we want to tease the fans and excite them by talking about Two-Face or whatever, but you don't want to spend too much time just reminiscing about the animated series because we've got our own show here that we want to do. So it was, it was a tough balance, I think, to strike. And I think after a, a while, after like the first season, they really tried to stay away from it. Yeah, the problem is that I think not even so much the not even so much 
the the fact that you know it's they were trying to be their own show from Batman the Animated Series. The whole point of this show is that it was Batman in the future. So why not have these little goose egg, or goose eggs, these little Easter eggs of things that happen inside the the this TV show explaining what happened to some of the other characters? I think it would have been more interesting. I really liked in season three how they incorporated like the futuristic Justice League. Yeah, and the, well, they did have things like Rachel Ghoul and stuff like that. Um, but I think you're right. I would have preferred to have seen a little bit more of it. Um, I think they would have been much more interesting characters than the ones they invented for Batman Beyond. But uh, agree, yeah, definitely agreed. Because most of those villains were a bit dull. But um, more fate, more close-ups. <laughs> I swear the I swear they think they're Sergio Leone or something. There's <laughs> so much expression in the face. And you know, I think unfortunately, as you see later on in the in the flashbacks and things that the stuff between the emotional stuff that happens to Bruce in this movie compared to the emotional moments for Terry they're just they don't really compare well with each other. I think Terry's emotional moments are much weaker than what we we see from Bruce. Mm. I think unfortunately almost everyone involved as a Batman beyond the character just doesn't have as much as those animated series characters or classic characters. Yeah. God, this little brother gets has the worst jokes. Why did he have so much trouble grabbing cereal out of that box? <laughs> Here we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rock out. <laughs> now that you, you showed me that guy earlier doing that dance, I can't keep myself from watching the background characters now. <laughs> uh, we got, I see some weird moves going on in this one, too. There's a guy in the middle. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Look at the big one back behind her. <laughs> she just bobbles. She doesn't she? bounce. <laughs> now, that girl looked like she was going to get whiplash if she would have kept doing that. That's, yeah. <laughs> Cyclops. Oh, yeah. yeah. Batman doing a bit of chemistry. Oh, sorry, Bruce Wayne doing a bit of chemistry. I always quite liked that uh, costume case as well in Batman Beyond. It just made you think about what happened to all those characters. And Alfred as well. Whatever happened to Alfred? There was no mention of him, was there? Nope. 
I mean, I just assume he died of old age. Yeah. It'd be crazy if, like, you find out he's actually alive. He's just in a retirement home. Bruce couldn't take him anymore. This is pretty cool. The Batcave under attack. See, at this point, you're really questioning how exactly does Joker know who Bruce Wayne was? Close up. Yeah, yeah. Close up to nightclubs. Yeah. Now, I've always had a problem with these civilian sort of fight scenes because to me, anybody with half a brain, if you watch the way he moves, I yeah. think you would really be able to tell that, oh, he's he's Batman or he's he's somebody. But then again, he's he's not really out in public. You never really see him around a crowd of people like ever. Which Batman wasn't that much either, but they showed him every once in a while with a group of people. Also, I'm also confused. Like, how many stories is this club? Yeah. I love, the people who, I love the people who are just sitting there having their drink as people fell on their table. Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, there are like hundreds of thousands of people in here that are just running. There's nightclubs like a massive shopping center or something. Yeah, now he looks like he was on the first floor when it, they made it look like he was on like the third. Someone needs to shoot the lights so it stops flashing the neon colors. Yeah. yeah. Drove me. Uh, I knew that giant lava lamp would uh, be useful somehow. Yeah. I, I don't understand this, okay? When he has the bat suit, he has the suit. The suit gives him the ability to have be stronger than he really is. So my question is, how did he just push that giant thing over just by leaning up against the wall? Lots of squats. (laughs) (laughs) Seems that the name of the nightclub is Dance Dance. It's very original. How many accidents does Terry McGinnis cause on a daily basis? <laughs> Strange thing is, there seem to be some flying cars and some with wheels. The ones with the wheels are for the the old folks. Yeah, <laughs> they're not ready to take the plunge and get a hovercraft. Yeah. 
So this was another one in the edited version that was released. The words "ha ha ha" weren't as weren't appearing as blood red. They were appeared as purple and green. Really. I have to say, Bruce smiling is a very uh, cre- creepy. <laughs> yeah, very unusual. And I was going to say, how many times have we seen him smile? He's certainly enjoying himself. <laughs> <laughs> Probably hasn't laughed like that ever. He gets he gets the the antidote. And he's like, "Oh wow, you know how good that felt." I never truly experienced laughing before. Didn't Barbara Gordon have a boyfriend or something in the in the Batman Beyond show? I have no in, idea. In, interesting addition here, Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's some cross promotion. Maybe the Looney yeah. Tunes DVD collections are coming out around the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Is that an actual dog or is that Ace? (laughs) It's got quite the forehead. She is pretty miserable, Barbara Gordon, I have to say. She's almost a bit like Bruce, really. That's what happens when you get old. I need to look out this window while I tell you the story. Yeah, I know, I love I don't know how I'd feel if I asked someone to talk to me and they just walked away over to the window. That's that drama. I actually like her introduction, though, kind of running down who was who, you know, Dick Grayson, Nightwing. Yeah. Now, I have to say, this whole sequence here, this animated series bit, is just fantastic, I think. I think this might be the best part of an animated movie I've ever seen. It's it's definitely the, the best of the this movie. This movie. And you know, I mean, this sort of stuff's up there with Under the Red Hood with me. I think it's really great. Yeah, and I always find that interesting that in a, you know, in the in the Batman Beyond movie, the best moment is when they go back to the animated series. What does that tell you about Batman Beyond? Well, that's exactly what I was. But at the same time, this was this is the reason why this is one of my favorite animated films is because of this flashback sequence and everything that happens. Mm. It also adds to what's going on in the 
Batman Beyond Story 2, I think, quite a lot. Obviously, Phil's, right here Phil's with in Batgirl, a With Batgirl asking those hookers, that was another change. In the edited version, she was talking just to a boy and a girl. That's a great shot there of Batman throwing that guy through the window. This was really weird, this. Yeah, that's one hell of a grenade. Yeah. <laughs> Took hours to set up, 10 seconds to explode. <laughs> well, that's how every fireworks display ever is. Yeah. It's so fast-paced as well, this, this whole sequence. And so much information being given to you about everything. It's just, I, I, I can't get over like all the, the history elements that you find out in this little flashback. It's awesome. Nightwing, they tell you Nightwing moved on to another city, which we would assume would be Bloodhaven. Arkham Asylum was closed down. I mean, it's just, it just ties up so many things that you you would wonder what possibly could happen. If you, if you never read the comics, you just watched the animated series, I think this gives the the series a really nice close. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Now, this music's more like it. Yeah, yeah. They would have said this to some disco club song. <laughs> and really terrible. Because, <laughs> you know, to me, music, you put the wrong piece of music behind a scene, it really can ruin the scene. I love that hand gesture. I got it. <laughs> Just sit back. neither of them noticed because they were too busy looking at a bazooka well this that bazooka shortly we'll learn how amazing that bazooka is because it seems it's got to a lot never of different run. <laughs> never seems to run out of ammo of yeah I don't understand when she says that, if she means she wanted to and the Joker didn't want to go through childbirth, <laughs> or if she just didn't want to do it. I think they just kind of live in the moment. Yeah. I think they ever really have the idea what they really want. And this moment's pretty awesome. Yeah. Bit creepy. The laugh is a really oh, creepy. Oh man! I love how he moves around too. <laughs> he all hunched over and everything. There's that great laugh. One of the better ones.
why at Arkham Asylum did they have big uh, building blocks? I think there was an addition that Joker brought in. <laughs> it's like a TV set or something. Yeah. Well, Batgirl's really uh, laying in the punches there. That was another thing that was edited. Some of the punches were edited out. They they look a lot more forceful than what you'd see in the old show. Seems like a big rock to throw that far. Yeah. Yeah, why not just use a bazooka? Right. That, that bazooka's that's practically weightless. <laughs> yeah. Everybody can just pick that thing up and throw it around. Why, why use a rock? And as you say, it seems to contain a lot of rockets. <laughs> yeah, one looked like a, a cannon. And that just looks <laughs> like a... Now, at this point, you know... When she eventually falls, you know, you're kind of led to believe that she she dies, which to me I thought was a huge deal, especially considering yeah. that Paul Dini wrote this because, you know, really Harley is probably Paul Dini's, you know, biggest contribution to the Batman kind of mythos. And I w- would never have guessed that he would have killed her off. But as yeah. we know, we eventually learned he didn't. No. Although I think in the edited version you don't get the little little bit at the end, so you would just assume that she did die. Right. Now this 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 scene is might be the best bit. Yeah, and this was actually butchered really, really badly. Yeah, originally the on the on, on the table there's supposed to be surgical tool tools, and they replaced it with like a plunger and a donut. Like yeah, <laughs> then, which I don't know why the donut's there. It's supposed to say kill the cook. I think instead of kiss. Now, what are those? Jumper cables, I guess. Oh, okay, I see now. They're rather large. Yeah, this whole thing with him being electrocuted was completely edited out. Yeah, I think that might be one of the most extreme bits. It was quite cool in Under the Red Hood when they could do something a bit more than what they were capable of here. So we learn that the Joker learned Batman's identity through torturing one of the Robins. Pretty intense, really. Oh. You know what's crazy about this? When I first saw this, I remember hearing about how... Well, it was right around the same time that I read the comics that involved Joker killing Jason Todd and how Batman like freaked out and was you know was gonna kill him, but Superman said no, you can't kill him. And I just thought to myself, wow, this would probably actually be worse than killing Jason Todd because he didn't kill him. He 
just like tortured him. Yes, some things are worse than death, apparently. In a way, Tim Tim is dead. In a way. I thought the stabbing of the leg was always really... What do you think of the uh, Joker's demise here? Good way to go out? Um, what goes around comes around. Yeah. That's yeah. basically what it is to me. This was also obviously edited. Yeah. In the edited version, it was a completely different thing. They showed him getting like stuck in some water, and then some wires, and then getting electrocuted. Don't think I've seen that. Yeah, do they? When they aired on TV, do they still use the edited version? Or yep, I think. Well, I think so. Unless they actually advertise as they're going to air it at the other way. Oh, okay. But I know for the most part, for a while, it was the, the the big push was the edited version on TV, and then it just wasn't until recently that they they had they they put out the you know the original version, the uncut version, and I think that was more of a well, we can do the PG thirteen angle because the original movie was rated PG, and then the uncut version is rated PG thirteen. No mention of uh, Jason Todd in this film, is there? Nope. No, I think uh, they just stayed clear of that. I think that was a, a wise move for the most part. I don't like old Tim Drake. And I don't particularly feel bad for him. Hey, he's got a pretty tough job. He has to go around and fix wires. (laughs) 
think uh, it's a bit dull after being the boy wonder. True. But you're right, he's a bit of a, a bit of a dick. An old fart, yeah. Some things never change. <laughs> Flying Batmobile. Interesting, considering what we've had in the comics recently. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I love that bat- that Batmobile. What, the comics one or this one? Oh, the comics one. I have to imagine that was edited out of the, uh, the shot the of the girl's, the girl's <laughs> waist and thighs. In the edited version, she was probably wearing sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> no. The, the only change was that you don't see him, uh, you don't see her laying on the bed like that. In the edited version, you had the uh, guy in pink on the bed. Oh, I don't know about that. It'd be a little more terrifying, <laughs> I think, in some ways. I always thought that was pretty cool, the uh, thing he has in his fingers so he can listen through glass. Now that is a classic Christopher Walken line. <laughs> loose ends should be tied up. <laughs> so rather than shoot him <laughs> on the boat, they're going to tie him up, Do an explosion leave, leave him on the boat, timed. and shoot a timed satellite at the boat. It's all about thematics. Yeah. It's the theat- theatricality of it. Flying jet skis. <laughs> when, you, when you see that light, I, I thought well, the ship was going to rise out of the water and be abducted. <laughs> Cowabunga. Surf, <laughs> surf's up. <laughs> Hence the music. Yeah, it'd be great if they would have played like Wipeout instead of Buffer. <laughs> <laughs> or just get Terry McGinnis to go, <laughs> Wipeout. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd rather see that actually. <laughs> yeah.
think the bat suit is uh, pretty. The fact that he just gave that police officer the tape, that guy could easily buy that cop. Well, I think we, we get... This, is, this isn't the Dark Knight where everyone's corrupt. Yeah, that's true. And I also think uh, we get some closure when we see the cops salute him. Yeah. Ooh, detective skills. Now, that is the oddest satellite I've ever seen. <laughs> Looks like it could be plugged into a now let in the wall. <laughs> It was always kind of hard for me to buy Will Friedle as as Terry McGinnis for some reason, just from watching so much Boy Meets World. <laughs> well, there's a lot of other people that it could be. He's going to take the dog. Yeah. And the dogs are going to sniff out the bad guy. It's not just any dog. It's East the Bat. So Tim Drake was uh, fixing wires on satellites earlier, and now he's he's working on some strange big machine. Great to have uh, Mark Campbell once again doing the Joker voice. He's always good. He's always good value for money. I like this. The simulation. <laughs> well, you know, I don't, I don't... Joker had time to create a simulation. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I don't really know how satellites work, but uh, I, I guess I can dig that. You know, 
giant blue ray <laughs> laser shoots down at the earth and just blows everything. Well, really, we're doing Star Wars yeah, here. Right, right. But, yeah. Well, it fits, you know. Well, that gun was pretty accurate. That that gun managed to hit him with one shot while he was moving fast, and yet all the other guns uh, seem to be missing by quite a bit. Quite a bit. Here's he's in a bit of a pickle. <laughs> uh, 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 oh, now uh, is it? Oh. Is it over? So there were only two guns. <laughs> See, because some of those shot, I thought there were like fifteen in the room. But now here's the music. Yeah, kicking in. So in the edited version, uh, when he's flying around in the Batmobile, not only did they give him a seatbelt, but they also gave him a seat. Well, the oh. dog. It was based the bat hound strapped into. <laughs> Jolly Jack, I wonder if that's a reference to Jack Nicholson. Might be stretching it there, but Or Jack Napier. Papa Spank. Yeah. I, now that was. I'm, I'm surprised they didn't cut that out. <laughs> yeah, was that in the edited version? His papa's gonna give you a timeout. That was what was in the. So he's got a flying Batmobile, and yet he's decided to go on the road. Now, how many people died in those buildings? Do you think? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, but the way it works is nobody's actually ever in the building. <laughs> no, it's only a massive skyscraper. It's like when Superman has a battle in Metropolis, how somehow things get thrown into office buildings in the middle of the day and nobody ever gets injured. It's like the Power Rangers when they used to have a massive fight against a monster in a city, <laughs> destroy a load of buildings and everyone at the end would celebrate. <laughs> He's literally destroying half of Gotham here. Yeah. No, I, I. Why does he just decide to quit? I, I like the building. How it looks so old-fashioned. Why would this building still exist? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I doubt Jolly Jack Candy is really that. That hot of a thing in the future. Did, did this guy have to go to the top of a chimney, really? Oh, look, he's got the same rocket launcher. Oh, yeah. Now, do you really think that you're going to get down those that ladder fast <laughs> enough? I mean, come on. <laughs> look at you. Look at you. Look at yourself. You've really let yourself go. There's no way. Maybe when you were 20. I don't know how old you are now, but... Can't do it now. Twenty-one. Oh, well, that must have been one rough year. <laughs> All it takes is a punch. That's Christopher Walken dealt with pretty easily. 
Now, see, the funny thing about the hologram suit aspect is it's supposed to become invisible. He's not supposed to, like, disappear. They would have still hid him. There's no way you could have just... Hey, he's he's nimble. He, yeah, he probably, like, bent over or something. Leaned back, Matrix style. Absolutely. Someone lost their marbles. I'd like to know what kind of candy they made here. Well, I'm assuming the marbles were actually jawbreakers. Or, yeah, or gumballs. Or... Yeah. I guess that's why the Joker stopped attacking Batman, because he transformed back to Tim Drake. The bear has teeth. In the edited version, he didn't throw that, kids. He set it down gently. Well, that's convenient. I don't understand why this stuff is sitting at a candy factory. Yeah. werewolf in London, anyone? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. God, that is is a ridiculous transformation. The the worst part about this entire thing is like every time I I, I see this movie, I keep thinking to myself, I don't get it. I, I don't even understand how this is even physically possible. I mean, obviously they took some liberties, but it doesn't make any sense. And why does he even bother putting that white jacket on when he's Tim Drake? (laughs) It's a disguise. The white jacket is is the art of deception. You would have thought you'd need to do more than pinch genetic technology here and there to be able to do this. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
I didn't know that Joker was so smart either. He was able to. This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> he was able to. Joker was able to control it by having his genetics inside this microchip. It doesn't. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Be able to do that in the future. Why is it that the laser was able to shoot before without this giant thing fall, flying out of the roof? But now it's needed. Also, it's probably going to take... It's going to be a massive countdown before we can have the uh, laser fired as well. Oh, of course, yes. of course. Unlike earlier, where it was just shoot and fire. Yeah. That reminds me of the James Bond. Yeah, that's, what James just, Bond that's what I was going to say. The Joker turns into a Bond villain here, basically, towards the end of this movie. <laughs> I'm going to tell you exactly what I'm going to do. Goodbye, Batman. It'd be really great if he had a white cat that he was petting the whole time he was doing this. <laughs> I love the smiley face. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't realize Wayne Manor was so close to uh, the hospital and uh, Mom's house. And Mom's house. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed to be in the middle of nowhere in this uh, in this film. Now, why was the Joker so easily able to take down Ace before, and now Ace, who was bef- injured before, can eat through metal and? <laughs> Take out the joke with no problem. Ah, there that 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 explains it. Of course. Of course. Ah. Once again. A lot of Gotham destroyed here. Yeah, well, you know, Wayne Foundation will make it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the, fam- the families of the uh, victims won't mind. What about Mister Jolly Jack, who owns the factory? I have a feeling Mister Jolly Jack isn't around anymore. <laughs> I don't get this. Like, since when is the Joker being able to beat the heck out of Batman? I mean, Tim Drake was, you know, he wasn't in the best physical shape it looked like, so. (laughs) I quite like this. This was the best moment I think Terry McGinnis had. Whooping you're a one in. Uh, yeah, I love this moment with the Joker just saying that this Batman's pretty useless. Right. And Terry McGinnis proves him wrong. Well, it's... I think, you know, I think it's really... This is really, like, outside of the flashback, the really moment for, like, great writing. We kind of yeah. have this juxtaposition where it's, instead of the Joker laughing, he's being laughed at. Yeah. He doesn't like it so much.
<laughs> I like how how ticked off Joker gets. Yeah. Show some respect to the supervillain. Ah, the glowing white. Now that looks really close, and yeah. it takes quite a while for it to uh, to get here. <laughs> Bit him in the cape. Thought you said this was great writing, Zach. Oh well, <laughs> maybe not the dialogue, but the that was probably where he decided to try he pry the door open with his fingers. That's, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a great one, <laughs> rodeo clown. That's kind of dumb. He had the he 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 was hiding, and somehow Joker still is able to get him. Can't he just go invisible? I want to know when people are going to learn that the uh, the villain choking the hero thing. We all know that that's never going to turn out the way. It, He's not yeah. going to get to choke him. It's not happening. Oh. Wonder what green lantern, what lantern ring that is. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to know how Terry got that since it fell into the <laughs> yeah, computer. Yeah, that's, that's true. I just <laughs> thought about that. <laughs> And Tim Drake's just, he's, he's all right. Maybe that's why he didn't like him earlier, because he did have a supervillain stuck in his head. Yeah. Why would that laser just keep going? I don't understand why it stops after it hits the factory. I mean, obviously that hasn't happened yet, but, like, it hits the computer. Well, the computer was what caused it to malfunction, so... It was meant to hit. Wayne Manor or, or one of the targets, wasn't it? Not yeah. factory. But hey. Cartoons are cartoons. It's amazing how the cops are already cartoon. there. It's an, it's an animated movie. The, the, the cops in the fire department, they were already standing by waiting for the explosion. Yeah, yeah. They knew it was happening. They didn't bother to evacuate the other buildings. And the satellite just flies away. Weird. Now, one thing that's interesting about this part is that in the edited version, in the edited version, they changed what she was wearing to red and black. Instead of what there is. Was she, was she in the edited version? I thought they just yeah. cut it out. 
No, it was there. Oh, okay. But they, but the, but she was wearing red and black, so it was very obvious that she was Harley Quinn. But I'm not sure why they wouldn't have left that. Uh, do you guys prefer it like that, where you know she's still alive, or would you rather she was killed off? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think I I don't think it makes a difference one way or the other. So. Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of. A it's not like she, it's not like she does anything into the future. I mean, it's actually interesting the, the way you look at it because she is. She, she basically she died, but then she turned good, obviously, because nobody saw her again. Yeah, well, her pudding was gone. She clearly married and had a child, who then had other ch- children. Oh, but it brings up the question. Are th- are the DD twins the Joker's children? Oh, <laughs> maybe maybe her her plan for no childbirth didn't work out. We know that the Joker said that he had done some things, and Tim Drake didn't realize what he was up to. Maybe Joker went off and found Harley Quinn, and you know, had the twins. Yeah. As Tim Drake. The. <laughs> 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 Maybe, Tim Drake was, Tim Drake was that, sleeping with a grandma, and he was not aware of it. That was that is a fascinating theory. Classic Batman, uh, Batman scene only. It's uh, in futuristic Gotham. That's that. Is it as good as uh, we remember it? I th- if it wasn't for that flashback to the animated series, it would certainly be a little bit weaker. But uh, that flashback. But see, I think I, honestly, I think the flashback is what makes this movie. I, I mean, I, I'm obviously I rate this rank this movie higher than many of the animated movies. But I think what makes this movie so good is that. It includes the new version of Batman, which they decide to do whatever, but then they incorporate elements from the animated series and give the animated series some sort of closure instead of it just going off the air. And I, that's what I think makes this movie so good. Yes, without the flashbacks, it would just be like another episode of Batman Beyond, which by itself wasn't very good, but I think the flashbacks make the movie really good. Yeah, I would agree with that, and I think the other thing that it does really well as it kind of shows it looks more deeper into like that Joker Batman relationship and how we kind of see like that the dro- the Joker is truly obsessed with Batman and he just can't he just can't let go so i think that it's interesting but i think without that flashback it's really just kind of it's just kind of average cuz i think the Without the flashback, the Tim Drake character is really just is kind Nothing. of it's kind of u- yeah kind of useless in this movie. True. The one thing that is interesting though is the fact that uh, they basically well it's hard to say because it gives the animated series closure it it gives the animated universe a lot of it gives a lot of explanation of what happened to main characters that were in the original animated series 
because, as we know, this is a different universe where different things happen. The, the thing is, you know, with them bringing back Batman Beyond in comics, I'm wondering if they would, they're going to possibly enhance what we've seen in this movie, or if they're going to go in a different direction. Because I, I, I would imagine at some point, somebody would say, yeah, what about the Joker? What, what about the Joker? What, what, do we, what should we do with that? And then someone could say, well, that was already done with Return of the Joker. And someone else could say, well, but we could uh, change that. Because, I mean, we know that, obviously, comics can change things in the anime universe and vice versa. Right. And I think the, the comics can can allow allows for a lot more liberties to be taken than what they were available to do at this time. Yeah. Which, So overall thoughts, I think this movie is a great movie, and I think uh, anybody should uh, watch it. Yeah, I'd agree with that. It's a great animated film. Um, definitely in the top, probably in the top three Batman animated films for me, and um, it's uh, great to watch it again. I haven't seen it for a while, so as long as it's you know good old Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill, um, and it's something a bit different to most of the other animated films, so definitely one... That I think the fans are always going to remember, just for being a bit different and a bit, a bit more interesting. I think it's it's one of the better ones. I think it's an important movie in the animated universe. I think the animation is really well, and I like. I think it's really well paced. I think it's really fast paced. It it moves quickly. It doesn't spend a lot of time dwelling on anything, and uh, it's 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 right up there. And I enjoyed watching it again. All right, so that's going to wrap our commentary for Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. Uh, Make sure you're looking for the next commentary, which will be Batman Mystery of Batwoman. So that's everything. This is Dustin. This is Nick. And this is Zach. And you've been listening to the Batman Universe Commentaries. We'll see you guys next time. Ciao. Take care. Someone's got something to eat. Yeah, yeah. Popcorn, nachos, Twizzlers. (laughs) Oh yeah, let's. Who's? We're not saying that, are we? No, we're not. Okay, (laughs) that that was a whole other debate that went on far too long. Jelly beans. Well, I wanted Josh to write down in the in the Skype window what he was gonna say, and he's and he's like. I don't know. I'll just come up with whatever. And I'm go, you know what? I'm writing you a script. This is what you're going to say. And then it turned into this big thing, and he's 
naming off Chinese food because we were doing to- Trouble in Tokyo. So he's like, get your geishas. And I'm like, Josh, you can't say that. <laughs> and he's like, get your, get your steak, get your filet mignon, get your shrimp, get your lobster, get your... I thought we always had to do that. No. Why wouldn't hang on, you do? I th- hang on. I think somebody... I think somebody just rang the doorbell. Hang on. 